Hey y'all, it is me, Love Ashley Elaine, and I am going to be your guide once again. You keep choosing me, I'm gonna keep choosing you. As we go on this journey to understanding our body, listening to our body, and yes, our body does have a voice. This particular episode, we are going to tap in with my another one of my favorite people, another one, another one of my favorite people, Miss Jacqueline. She's living in one of my favorite places in the world, California. Um, we're going to talk about somatic healing. Yes. So you already know the vibes. You know the vibes. Get yourself seated comfortably. If you're driving, be safe. But get ready to tune in and get comfortable as we check in on this episode. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Love Ashley and Lane. Listen, I wanted to let y'all know I am hosting my first of many, yes, first of many healing retreats this year. Yes, this July, from the from July 19th through the 29th in Costa Rica. Listen, y'all, when I went to Costa Rica last summer, I felt so connected. We're going to be in the jungle for 10 days. So listen, maybe this is for you. Maybe it's for somebody you know, but I'm healing a 10-day healing retreat called Release and Rise in Costa Rica for all my beautiful creatives, my beautiful entrepreneurs. Yes, this is a this is a women's retreat for creatives, for entrepreneurs, for business owners, or if you don't have your business started up yet, you're in those phases of, okay, I know there's something pulling me. There's something calling me to more, but I feel blocked. I can't touch it. I can't reach it, but I can, like, I can feel a pull. I can feel the transition into what this newness is, right? This retreat is for you. We're going to work through all the things, right? We're moving. Each day has a new, a new, topic that we're sitting on that we're going to work through. I have some amazing guest coaches, one that I've worked with for almost two years now, right? We've done a lot of one-on-one work and now she's starting teacher training. Another one that I met in um, Peru, she's a phenomenal photographer, right? And then I have my own team with me that is going to be given a lot of gems as well. I'm also very excited for I'm going to do a a coaching session, right? So you're going to get a live coaching session with me to really talk about creativity and business. Listen, I'm on this journey with y'all, right? I want you to know you're not alone in this journey. You are not alone. That's what I'm here for. I'm your guide. I want to, I want to help you. I want to support you. We're going to hold hands and leap together. How about that? 
right? We're going to fly and take off together. We're not hitting the ground. We're going to soar right on this thing, right? So if you're a woman and you're feeling like there's a creative block that you're having or there's something that you're, you're building and you've just hit a wall, come hang out with us in Costa Rica. Come hang out with us. We're going to do a waterfall hike together, really incorporate some, some energy work, right? Some yoga, some meditation, journaling. We're going to build community. And I think the best part is this isn't one of those things where you come to us and we give you all these things and then you go back home and you're like, okay, now what? Right? No. One thing I never want to do when I'm working with people is leave them high and dry, right? I want to make sure that when I'm not working with them anymore or there's space in between the time that we are working together, you have what you need to really do the things that we've worked on, right? Really incorporating it and making it a realistic practice, an everyday practice, right? So what we've also set up is once the retreat is over, we're gonna give you a little space, right? Let you get reincorporated into your home life. Maybe you got kids and they haven't seen you and now they're all on your leg. I know what that's like. Or maybe your spouse is like, baby, let's spend some time together because you've been gone in Costa Rica without me for 10 days. Like, let it be, let it do. Your job misses you. They wanna pile stuff up on you. Or you just need a minute, right? Whatever that transition space looks like, give yourself that time, give yourself that space, right? Things will start coming up. Things will start cycling. Things will start, you know, you'll start seeing things a little differently. You'll start having a little bit more of a creative flow and questions will start to come up. That's where we come back in the picture, right? We're going to do monthly collective calls, right? They're called the Rise Collective, right? So we're going to give you about a month after the retreat. So sometime in, in the end of August, which is perfect because we got kids getting ready to go back to school in September. The fall season is starting to come up, right? We want to start looking at what this what this last quarter of the year is going to look like. The Rise Collective is going to be here for you, right? Each month from moving forward, We're just going to keep adding. So every time we have a retreat, a release and rise retreat, we're going to add. We're just going to add, right? This is part of building community. We're going to build community to make sure that whatever questions you have, right, you have us to come back to, right? You have that once a month space that you know is going to be available for you, right? And it's free. So you've already paid your dues to go on the retreat, This space is literally just for our release and risers once you come into that retreat space, right? Once you've done your first retreat with us, I promise you, you'll be coming back for more. You'll be coming back for more. So listen, again, it's for, we're taking eight beautiful women with us, creatives, entrepreneurs, business owners, both and if you're on the brink of moving into this space or want to open up your creative toolbox, right? Or want to really unblock some things. You were creative as a child and now you just feel stifled, right? Come with us, come hang with us. I promise you the the space is intentional. The call is intentional. We're only looking for those serious people that are like, you know what? I'm right on the edge. I'm ready to leap. And now I have people to leap with me, right? Go to ashleyelaine.me 
to find more information, click on that release and rise tab and you'll find all the information, costs, pay, pay, payment plans, all of that. The only person holding you back is you. So are you ready to release and rise? So to prepare you for this interview um, that is coming up, I know we normally do a meditation um, before all of my interviews, but I wanted to switch it up a little bit because of the interview, right? Um, Jackie drops, dropped so many gems and so much good stuff that I wanted to give you guys a gift afterwards. So I'd rather do it after the interview than before so that there's context as to why what that gift is that I'm giving um it that you guys can understand it more so enjoy this episode um and I will see you on the other side of this interview record and welcome back to voices of the body I missed y'all so so much so this particular episode, we have with me another dear friend. I told y'all, everybody that is now my friend, like I went to the playground, got on the swing and everybody else that was on the swing is now my friend. Uh, my good friend, Jacqueline Mater, I met her in Costa Rica. So Jacqueline Mater is a licensed trauma-focused psychotherapist and trauma-informed yoga instructor in Los Angeles. Y'all know how much I love California. She incorporates a somatic and neuroscience approach to her trauma work with her clients and yoga students and is passionate about utilizing the mind-body approach to trauma healing. Everybody, please give a round of applause and a nice, warm Voices of the Body welcome to Miss Jacqueline. Hey, girl. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here talking with you. Yeah. It's such an honor. I'm thinking about when you first told me about the podcast mm -hmm. in Costa Rica and how everything has come so full circle that now I'm here with you on it and yeah. how amazing life is. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this too, so, so much. Um, I I think when we met like in Costa Rica, it was like instant, it was love at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, instant soul clicking. <laughs> So tell us about um, your journey into, of course, yoga, because of course, everybody does yoga, <laughs> your journey into yoga and just what brought you into becoming a therapist as well. Yes. Okay. So my healing journey began in college. So I went to school in um, Boulder in Colorado and during my freshman year there, I went through a significant amount of grief and loss. Um, so during that time, my own therapist, who I had been seeing for a while, um, suggested that I take yo a yoga class. Mm -hmm. um, I had never done yoga before. And it was, it was, um, her suggestion was coming from a place of feeling like we were kind of hitting a wall in a way in our talk therapy sessions, mm -hmm. because there wasn't too much incorporating of the body um, mm -hmm. in the therapy that we were doing together at the time. Yeah. So 
she could see that I was hitting up against some pretty habitual um, nervous system responses. And so, yeah, she suggested I try yoga Mm -hmm. and it changed the course of my life forever. That first yoga class, Mm -hmm. as I'm sure you've experienced, um, Mm -hmm. that feeling of for the first time feeling home in my body, a sense Mm -hmm. of safety, a sense of connection, um, to my body, a relationship to my body that deepened tremendously Mm. um, from my experience of yoga. So that was extremely healing for me. I really, I went deep into my yoga practice at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I ended up um, doing my first yoga teacher training after graduating from um, college in Boulder. Mm -hmm. And during that time, so so I was in India doing my yoga teacher training. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I wanted to do something with psychology because mm-hmm. that's what I had studied in older, um, but I didn't really know yet what that looked like for me. Yeah. Um, and so I realized during my yoga teacher training that what my ultimate life vision was, was to blend yoga with um, psychology with therapy and do, um, have an experience where I was for clients bringing in some of these Western, um, or Eastern healing modalities with more traditional Western approaches to therapy. Um, and after seeing firsthand just how healing it was for me to kind of experience this new connection with my body, it felt essential for me to bring that in into therapy, into work with clients, since that had seemed like something that was very much missing in a lot of the Western um, approaches. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've been in therapy for years and had never had that, um, that mind-body approach come in in the therapy room. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that became the the passion that was ignited in that teacher training in India. And from there, it just, it, it skyrocketed. Um, then I went to, to grad school and um, got my master's degree in clinical psychology. Um, and I now have my own private practice where I do, I incorporate yoga into my work with clients who are primarily healing from trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do what's called somatic work. So it's a specific therapy modality that focuses specifically on the body, bringing Mm -hmm. the body into, um, into the session. So it's, there is talk therapy, but it's um, mostly focused on mindfulness of sensations in the body as we're processing maybe something from the past, um, which is, that's, we can unpack that, I would imagine (laughs) a little bit more. That's a whole thing to get into more of what that looks like, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's my journey. That's amazing. It's, it's really crazy how there's like, so what, what you've said, right? Like how all, like, it's always been, oh, the only way you heal is by talking and it's like well I can sit here and talk to you all day right 
And as much as vibration is healing, right? Like the words you say and the words I say and how that interaction goes back and forth can be healing. There's always, I feel like that makes that makes the journey a little bit longer and harder, right? Because it's like, I'm hearing these things, but how do I embody it? Because my body has already embodied certain things, right? Mm-hmm. So when you say somatic healing, what what exactly is that tapping into within the body that allows not just talk therapy to be a and I'm using air quotes a healing modality right but also both and adding in the body what does what is that actually like connecting to or getting you to bring focus to within the body yes so great question it is bringing a connection to the nervous system specifically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're about to nerd out a little bit. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) We could talk about this all day. Um, Yeah. So this is what you're saying is really accurate. I think what, where talk therapy can sometimes miss the mark. And this is not to, um, to bash on traditional talk therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, those types of approaches can be so important, of course, in helping to gain self-awareness, intellectual understanding, insight um, into our patterns, into past experiences, all of that is is so essential. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I've found in my own experiences and with working with clients is that that can only go so far Um, especially when it comes to healing trauma, because, um, I'm sure everyone's heard the saying, right. The body keeps the score. Yes. Right. And so everything we go through, um, it gets stored, um, certain past painful experiences, trauma gets stored in the body, um, to some extent. Right. And so that's where just kind of understanding things at the cognitive level um, can can only go so far with healing. And that's where these types of therapies, somatic um, modalities take a look at helping to heal at the level of the nervous system, which is so like when when we say trauma gets stored in the body, what we're really talking about is. Um, some of these survival states that the body goes into, um, fight, flight, or freeze, which I'm sure we've all heard about, um, as protective coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. Um, and so these types of therapies help, um, help kind of train the nervous system to learn how to be with discomfort Mm -hmm. and be with familiar um, triggers that might remind the body of the trauma without having to go into some of those habitual survival states in the nervous system without mm-hmm. staying stuck there. Yeah. So they kind of help the nervous system expand its capacity mm-hmm. um, to be with big emotions, intense sensations, um, to help have a little bit more flexibility. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. 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 (laughs) So what have you seen in some of your clients um, when it's time for them to kind of sit in it, 
physically? It's like for the first time that they're going inward and yeah, that very yeah, that very first time because it's like okay, we're doing talk session, talk session, talk session, and now it's like okay, that one session that first session to now start getting into that the body what what have, like what has been your experience and experience in seeing like clients kind of move around in that in that first session um well usually it's right off the bat from the first session oh um, you go we'll in have, <laughs> yeah it's, <we'll, laughs> it's it's a gradual going in, yeah. right? It's important to not flood um, the nervous system and overwhelm the nervous system. But right mm -hmm. from that first session, we'll maybe start with a body scan and kind of gauge um, their level of current connection to mm -hmm. the body. Um, but we'll, we'll have this practice of training um, kind of, stopping like we'll we'll be talking about something from the very first session if i notice that there's maybe a big emotion that's starting to arise um rather than continuing just to kind of talk about the experience or the the story or the content mm -hmm. what's different about somatic therapy is we will pause um and have them kind of sit with or just notice the physiology notice the sensations can we stay with the emotion um and just notice from the inside out what's yeah. happening so i would say that's the big difference too with with somatic therapy is that we're not doing so much meaning making or analyzing of an event there's not so much of a focus on the um the story or the narratives or the yeah. the experience itself that the mm -hmm. client might want to be coming into process mm -hmm. it's how did that land um inside right like mm -hmm. because trauma is not what we're interested more so in somatic therapy is not so much what happened um it's about the impact that that had on on the body yeah. and every nervous system kind of has its own threshold right its own capacity so one person could go through let's say like getting rear-ended something not so extreme and they could be very traumatized um and then another person could go through let's say 9 11 yeah. um and handle that quite well something much more extreme mm -hmm. so that's what shows us that it's really not so much about needing to talk about the event but about the way that it's um, about how the body is processing that and how the body was impacted. So that's where kind of from that first session, we'll practice what it's like to hold, um, to stay with certain sensations in the body. And then that'll gradually increase the more the nervous system is kind of able to expand its capacity to be with those um, to be activated yeah. so it's like a yeah it's almost like training when you're going to the gym and you're mm -hmm. at first your muscles are weak and then eventually it becomes more second nature yeah. um 
when you're lifting weights, like similar to that first session where people might have a hard, really hard time staying inside and staying connected. And then we'll do some grounding or some resourcing. Um, but eventually as the sessions go on, it's really fascinating to see people's capacity expand for um, being with some of those sensations as they arise and kind of getting more comfortable with the discomfort. And that's really where the healing happens. It's, it's beautiful to witness. Yeah. yeah. I know that was kind of a, a long winded answer to your question. No, it was, it was, <laughs> it was perfect. Um, yeah. Cause I think it made me think about vices, right. That people have to try and escape from mm -hmm. that discomfort. Right. Um, it may, it made me think like, it made me like think about, think about a lot, of course, um, and it also made me think about um, a lot of like inner cities, right? People that have grown up in inner city spaces where there might be like constant gun violence and robberies, break-ins, you know, all these different things that, you know, in communities where, where there might be... Um, like you said, the threshold, right? Like where someone from another community coming into that might be more traumatized than the person who's basically like lived in it, right? That person that's lived in it for so long, what does that look like, right? So when, when we talk about the nervous system, let's say a person has basically grown up in a not so trauma-free neighborhood um and it's just like thing after thing you know because community community impact is also huge on people's mm -hmm. healing and you know their their discomfort like things that they experience in life what does what would be something you would recommend to somebody that lives in an inner city area where there's constant um, violence, gun violence, and all these other big, big, big capital T traumas <laughs> that take place? And they're kind of like, okay, I can't really move, right? So mm -hmm. to an outsider, that would be like, oh, you can just move. But it's like, I can't really do that. I need to find a way to be able to still be comfortable in my home and in my body while mm -hmm. I'm still living here, what would be like advice you would give to somebody in that space? Cause it's like long, just a long history of trauma, but they know that something's not right, but they're not really connected to exactly what it is because it's mm -hmm. so familiar. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. That's really tricky because they're, brain every time they hear a loud noise or um, get those familiar triggers, their alarm bells, most likely in those scenarios, like the survival brain is kind of, is always on, yeah. right? To, on alert, on hypervigilance. So I would say to combat that having a real consistent practice of, um, learning how to regulate the nervous system, whether that's through breath work, through, um, you know, there's, there's so many different somatic practices, but I would say that's, you know, that's really what we're doing in, in the somatic work is helping 
the nervous system learn how to regulate through these different practices so that every time there's a noise, the body doesn't have to immediately on have this kind of knee jerk reaction of going into some of those survival states like a fight or flight. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Survival mode is, 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 it's a scary space to be in um, because it can become very permanent, right? It could become a space where it's like, well, this is all I know. And I can't even tell if my body or my soul is calling me to something different or bigger or even just more right maybe it is asking for you to move and you can't you can't sense it right you can't feel what that what that next calling is um do you do you see in your clients that as they continue to progress through the somatic healing work that they're starting to kind of turn this corner of okay what is it that I want to do with my life? Mm. Yeah, I think that's really natural to coming out of survival mode that, that there's more choice that's yeah. then able to be tapped into. I think trauma can make us feel um, robbed of choice, mm. especially like what we're referring to that if you're in an environment you simply can't get out of, um, your freedom and your autonomy is you, yeah, feel, can feel really gypped of that. Right. And so when you're starting to kind of come to come out of survival mode, that's a really common thing I do see with my clients where there's all of a sudden these, these desires to now that there's been so much change internally mm -hmm. to change things externally, it's like, yeah. Oh, I can, I do have the power to, to like, I'm already noticing in small examples, right. And a microcosm of that might be a client kind of saying, Oh, I'm noticing I have choice for the first time. I'm able to choose how I want to respond, mm. how I want to consciously respond versus unconsciously react by going into some of those survival states. Mm. And so I'm, um, seeing that that's possible, that it's, it's um, available to me to choose how I want to respond to, to actually stay calm, grounded, centered um, in a moment where in the past I might've gone into a full-blown, you know, freeze mode or whatever it was. And so that, I think that possibility, getting a glimpse of that on mm -hmm. a small scale can really open up someone to wow, maybe it's possible to change things on, on a, on a bigger level in my life and yeah. have the, the power of choice for the first time. That's such a beautiful space to be in. I'm sure for you, like mm -hmm. to see your clients start, like their eyes are getting bigger and it's like, oh, wait a minute. I'm starting to feel like you know, all these good feelings now, right? Like all these positive things and all these jolts of like, Ooh, that looks interesting. Ooh, that's attracting me. Ooh, why is that, you know, glimmering differently than it has before, right? It's it's mm -hmm. such a I think 
I think my biggest thing with like, you know, really wanting people to find what healing looks like for them, right, is because once you're able, it's like a pair of glasses, right? If they're filthy, you can't see nothing. <laughs> like, like at this point now, you're just wearing them and hoping that you'll be able to maneuver and get to where you need to, right? Like that windshield on your car, if it's disgusting and dirty and muddy, you can't see anything until you actually say, you know what, there's something I need to clean off of this that is going to allow me to even maybe have a peek, right, at what what something else is, right? So when we think about relationships too, have you noticed um, any of your clients, like as they, you know, are continuing with the somatic work, right? Their outlook on relationships might be different, not so much good or bad or, or positive or negative, just whatever clarity looks like for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it's so much their outlook, but I think whatever's whatever might be unhealed or what unresolved um, mm -hmm. inside can, can easily, right, get spilled over onto relationships. I mean, I think we've probably all been there. I've been Guilty. there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so real. Um, so I think that's, that's what's beautiful is noticing a showing up differently in relationships as a result of healing things, um, healing maybe attachment wounds or mm. any kind of big relational ruptures um, that might have happened even in childhood. And mm. then clients will, yeah, what's really cool is noticing clients who maybe have been really stuck in mm. a certain relational pattern or um, bringing some of those childhood uh, triggers like the ways that they would get triggered in childhood same thing in in the relationship yeah. so noticing that yeah that they're showing up differently or that they're um, attracted to different people who are healthy who are um, more of a an embodiment or a mirror of the the healing that they've been doing yeah it's so cool to witness yeah. Oh, wow. I can't imagine. She'd be like, girl, you walked in here different today. <laughs> you got a glow. You're shining. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, so what are some things that, um, that people can kind of start doing at home, right? If they, and it, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to, I mean, move into like, okay, start a meditation practice, right? Because we're, we're also trying to get people to move away from seeing, you know, meditation and yoga and, um, breath work as like a spiritual thing and, you know, making them feel like they have to like, kind of die to their religion and, pick this up, right? When it's really about like, how can I just connect with myself and connect with my body and be and bring awareness to my body, right? So what are some, um, some maybe like little things that you can offer people um, as something that they can do at home that's like 
I don't want to say super easy, but very accessible for them to where, you know, maybe right now they can't afford therapy or afford to go to a yoga class, although yoga should be affordable for everybody, but that's a different podcast episode. Um, but what, like, what are some things that you would offer people to do at home, um, that they can start kind of building like their own little, their own little journey back home to themselves? Yeah. So one of the first things I suggest to my clients as a, as a practical practice to start to integrate aside from our work is, um, doing a daily body scan. Mm. That's huge to start to form, um, uh, and develop a more connected relationship with the body. So basically what that could look like is simply taking five minutes, um, in the morning or at night and, um, bringing your awareness. So starting at the top of your head and just working your way down with your awareness to, um, different parts of your body until you get down to your toes and seeing if you can feel the aliveness in each of the um, places that in the body you bring your awareness to. Yeah. So just this simple practice of mindfulness of the body can be so important, so powerful for starting to kind of get to know the language of your nervous system mm-hmm. of kind of like, oh, I'm noticing when my um, when my neck is really tense or my palms are hot or, um, I have a kind of a flutter in my chest, then maybe my nervous system is in more of a heightened state. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, what can I do to try to regulate in this moment? Mm -hmm. Um, maybe that's, you know, doing, some dancing or stretching, um, going on a run, um, whatever it is to engage the body Mm -hmm. so that it can come back to regulation. Right. But I think the, what's really important. Yeah. About that body scan is just noticing what sensations, like often, often when I have folks do this, they'll report even just after a week or so of doing this every day, um, that they notice certain patterns of, oh, I notice now, I know how to detect when my nervous system is dysregulated because mm. I have X, Y, and Z sensations um, that always arise inside. And that's what's so important is just that simple noticing of, okay, my body's giving me messages or giving me signs that it might be dysregulated Um, And now going back to what we talked about with choice, now I have a choice instead of staying in this dysregulated state, how I want to, um, you know, come out of that or ground myself Yeah. instead of kind of feeling like we have to succumb to that or stay stuck there. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Body scanning is amazing. It's, it's really amazing. And you don't even have to do your whole body, right? You can... You can do from crown of your head to your throat or your shoulders. You can mm-hmm. do, you know, you can break it up into whatever feels um, good, right? Until you start to build out that practice, right? So maybe 
Sunday morning, you start with, you know, the crown of your head to your chin, right? And then you ride with that and just notice, sense, and feel. Thank you, Dr. Cree, for that. Um, <laughs> and then maybe you add in the shoulders and the heart space, right? And just keep going from there, right? The goal is to just kind of notice what you're feeling, what's coming up, and be vulnerable with yourself, right? And allow allow judgment to not be a thing, right? And just allow whatever has to naturally come, let it come, right? Like, I'm a crybaby, y'all know this. So <laughs> there's times where meditation or sitting in a body scan or whatever that is, my practice, I feel like I need to cry. And it's like, okay, well, obviously there's something there and I need to release that because holding it is just going to block all these other things along the way. So, so beautiful. Um, So before we close out, I am starting something new where every time I have a guest, I ask them a question with three different little tidbits, right? So here's your question. Before we close out, if you could literally lead your life from your soul, where would you be? What would you do? And how would you feel? Oh, I love that. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me feel into that a moment. Um, I would be in Mexico. Ooh! sure that's no surprise to you you know love love mexico um so much that is always where my soul comes alive i would be teaching yoga there i would be um having therapy clients there having a private practice there on the beach leading retreats there in community um doing ecstatic dance Mm. I would feel vibrant, alive, and invigorated. Mm. That would be leading with the soul. I love I that question. I see this so <laughs> much for you. Your jewelry is always very like Aztec-ish and I love it. I love it. I'm like, she's she belongs in Mexico. She definitely <laughs> belongs in Mexico. Jacqueline, thank you so, 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 so much for the work that you do um, and being a part of this beautiful healing community um, and really, really bringing people into the best versions of themselves, right? It's, it's, It's quite a journey for ourselves as healers. So when we get to that space of alchemizing, which is what you're doing, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to give that gift back to other people and, and pull that out of, you know, pull that goodness out of other people and show it to themselves. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for coming on to my, my beautiful show. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I loved this conversation. I could talk about this all day. It's Yeah. yeah. I think it's a paradigm shift. I know for myself, when I first started somatic therapy I was like oh my god there's so much wisdom and intelligence in that the body holds that I've been so disconnected from for so long and I feel like as a culture for the most part so many of us live from the neck up Mm. right Mm. and so this is where whatever it is though whether it's somatic therapy whether it's yeah the quick body scan dance um 
whatever like for one person specifically gives them that juicy connection inside yeah. hold on to that because it's it's so important yeah yeah and it doesn't have to be yoga y'all like we just yes. love yoga <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about but it doesn't it doesn't have to be yoga right the the goal is to find what's going to allow you to bring your body into um relationship with the rest of you so thank you so much jackie and we will be right back and we are back um that was such a a beautiful conversation um with jackie jackie's such an amazing person and she does amazing work um and just for clarity right somatic healing is not just yoga both and it's been um worldly recommended as um as the as the practice to go to just because of how much of it you know requires you to come out of your head and into your body and feel within your body right so again you guys I've, I've shared my journey into how I got into yoga and the proof is always in the pudding um this isn't of course a podcast where I'm trying to like convince everybody to come do yoga right yet the practice of yoga is not just what you do on the mat it's also a way of being it's 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 a lifestyle um so with that being said um as you recall Jackie talked about um body scanning and it came up a couple of times and I'm actually going to do a body scanning practice with you all right now so you can come back to this recording. You always have access to this recording, um, but find yourself in a comfortable seated position or laying down. If you're driving, I would um, just be safe, be caution, be, you know, use caution, make sure you're focused on what you need to focus on. Um, and like I said, you can always come back to this recording, um, but we are going to just get comfy, get cozy and allow your body to just come into rest. So take a nice big inhale and gently release the exhale. One more time, nice big inhale. And gently release the exhale, allowing every exhale to release any tension or anything being held in the body, allowing it to be light. Yeah, one more nice big inhale. And exhale. And I want you to just allow yourself to sink into your seat or sink into your mat or your bed or wherever, whatever posture you're in. Option here is to close your eyes or bring your gaze down your nose, whichever makes you feel safe in your body and in your surroundings. 
and begin to bring awareness to the body parts that I call out. So begin to bring awareness to the top of your head. Bring awareness to the left ear, left jaw, your chin, your lips, your eyebrows, your right ear, right jaw, right side of your neck, the middle of your neck, left side of your neck, your left shoulder, left arm, left wrist, left fingers, your left pinky, left ring finger, left middle finger, left pointer finger, left thumb, left palm, coming back up the arm, so left elbow, left peck, left ribs, left hip, coming across the body, right hip, right ribs, right peck, coming down the arm, right wrist, right thumb, right pointer finger, right middle finger, right ring finger, right pinky, right arm, right shoulder. Coming back up from the shoulders, right side of the neck. Coming up the neck to the right bottom part of the jaw. Bring awareness to your chin. Bring awareness to the left bottom part of your jaw. Bring awareness to your left ear, your nose, your teeth, your tongue, back down to the throat, 
into the right ear. And bring your awareness back to the top of your head. And just allow yourself to be taking inventory of what you felt, what came up. And where you're holding on to anything in your body, in that upper part of the body. So take your time, slowly reawakening the body, right? Wiggling your fingers, moving your head from side to side. There's no rush in coming out of this, right? You really want to take your time and sit with self, sit with your body and let your body talk to you and tell you what's, what it's holding on to, what's coming up, what's been suppressed. Let it release what needs to be released with no judgment, no shame, no guilt. Not calling anything bad, not calling anything good. Just allowing what is to be. And when the body is ready, slowly coming back up into your comfortable seated position, if you weren't seating already, if you were laying down. And gently blinking the eyes back open, bringing yourself back into your space. Take a nice big inhale. And exhale. One more nice big inhale. Sounds Filling up the chest. And gently exhale. Being kind to your body. Last Sounds one nice big inhale. Filling up the belly. Filling up the chest. Bringing the air all the way up and through to the throat area. And hold for four, three, two, one. And gently releasing the air from the body as if a balloon is deflating. Nice and slow, nice and gentle. Hmm. And just check in with yourself, right? So that body scan we only did from um, the hips up. Um, body scans can can be the whole entire body. It can be um, the outer body. It can be the inner. You know, it, it's it's the whole entire body. But I wanted to just give you guys um, a small little sample of 
just the upper body, right? So we brought focus and attention to the throat area. Um, we brought focus and attention to the arms and our fingers, our head, all of all of that, all of that from the, the hips up. So you again have access to this recording. I'm thinking about doing a bonus episode and like doing a full on um, body scan. You guys might get a treat for that. Um, yeah, so... I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Make sure you drink plenty of water. Take care of yourself. Do some journaling. I love you all for free. Namaste. What is up, everybody? This is your girl, Love Ashley Elaine, and we are back for Voices of the Body Season 2. Ah! I'm so excited. I've been away from this too long, even though it hasn't been that long. But when you love something, right, why keep yourself away from it? No matter what life is doing, life going to be life in, but make sure you do what your life is calling you to do. Listen, I have a great surprise for you all. We are starting a Patreon. Yes, we are building our own Voices of the Body community. In this Patreon, we will have dialogue, right? We've created a safe and sacred space for you to come and just start building your own healing community within Voices of the Body, right? You have a voice, so I want you to use it. Don't be afraid to use it. In this Patreon uh, membership, we will also leave space for you to ask questions, right? We will also share those questions on our show. We won't use your name unless you want us to. We will also have some of our special guests that come onto the show, some uh, of the, the people that I interview, that I meet along my journey, along my path to come in and do some behind the scenes conversational stuff with us as well. It's $5 a month. You can't beat that. It's it's a beautiful space for us to be able to just really use our voice, right? Really come back from some of these episodes and discussions that we have and really tune in, right? Make it a little bit more applicable to our lives. Listen, I'm experiencing some great shifts and I'm praying the same for you. I send all of you love, blessings, and abundance. I love you all so, so much for free. Thank you for continuing to rock with me. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for just being a supporter, right? You are the voices, right? Yes, this is our community. Voices of the Body on Patreon. Go to Patreon and find Voices of the Body. I love you all for free. Namaste.